You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Joining me in the studio for Kindling Helpline, we have Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. Chris has over 30 years of experience helping families across Australia with everything from ditching the dummy to sleep problems. She laughs, but it's true. Toddler (laughs) tantrums, you name it, she has helped people with it. So today, the idea is that you can give us a call on 1800 Kids Radio. You can text us on 0437 665 Or you can pop your comment if you're watching us down below. If you're watching us on Facebook, I should say, just down below this video, pop your question there and we will attempt to get it in the next 30 minutes. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. All right. Let's start because we, as usual, have a lot of questions. I think they will come rolling in over the weekend. We have Katie on the phone who has a little bit of a distressed three-year-old. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It sounds like you're having a few problems. Do you want to um, explain to Katie what? Oh, Katie, explain to Chris what's going on. Yeah. Look, um, I have a, a little three-year-old boy. Um, he's just turned three, uh, and every morning he wakes up. He just wakes up having a tantrum. He just kicks and screams and flails around. Um, it all has to be me. Um, he goes to daycare three days a week, right. and on those mornings where you know time is precious, precious. Uh, it's just it's awful. ramped it's, up. It's, it's horrific. Yeah, yeah, trying to get clothes off, clothes on, breakfast yeah. into him. Um, and on the days where we're not in a rush, if I go really, really slowly, he get him on the couch, better. give him cut. He's he's a lot better. Yeah, but it just takes. I feel like I'm a. Um, psychologist it just takes so much work to <laughs> to get him to get, move and do things yeah to do anything yeah. um and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the morning it doesn't have to be on a daycare day it can erupt at any time at any time he's i feel like he's just so highly strong and i just don't know how to do what's best for him to to make it that. easier for yeah, him to make it easier for him i just okay. think of all these stress hormones rushing through his body it's just really upsetting so i think there's um two ways of looking at this but Katie, does he sleep in the day? Uh, no. And what time does he get up in the morning? Uh, by choice, he would get up between 7.30 and 8.30. On daycare days, we need to get him up about 7. Okay. And what time do you put him to bed at night? We try for 7 and he would go to sleep at about 8.30. Yeah, it takes so he's, a long time. So he's sleeping in a reasonable window in that he's getting yeah. about 11 hours of sleep at night. So yep. yep. Okay, so when I read your email, I sort of broke it into two lots. One is there's children in the world that um, they just wake up cranky and they need more time. Mm. So they physically need more time. In fact, you know, if you went into his room and he was crying, I'd sort of say, well, I'm just going to leave you here and when you calm down, mummy can come back. Yeah. But you haven't got all the days to do Mm. that, you Mm. know. So is there this, I'm a slow waker and I'm really cranky until I'm fully awake? So often those kids might sit in the corner of the lounge with a blanket and they sort of have to chill out for a little bit. And I know this is terrible, but they might have to watch television for five minutes just to get themselves into the mode of waking up. So that's one one avenue. The other one is a child who suffers from anxiety. So, you know, does he exhibit true anxiety? And, and and his ability to move through things quickly is just, it's just the world is it's too, too fast hard. for him. Yeah. Too hard, too fast. And he is How that How do you child. work out if it is anxiety? 
I think he would exhibit in other ways. So if it was anxiety, does he exhibit this behaviour at daycare? No. Okay, so he can regulate himself at daycare. He can follow the regulations. He doesn't completely lose it. Is he happy when you see him at the end of the day? Yes. He is. Um, But most often my husband picks him up and then when they walk in the door at night, as soon as he sees me, he completely melts down within steps of walking in the house. It's like it's... He's held it together all day. And now he's just... And he sees me, who he wants to see. It's not that he doesn't want yeah, to but... just bursts into tears. Oh, so I'd <laughs> say this is about the relationship between you and him in a positive way, like mm. his perception of what's happening. So mm. did this by any chance start when the new baby came? Uh, probably worsened when she came along. He's always yeah. been... You know, hard work, I hate to say, but yeah, yeah, but that didn't help. No, it didn't, no, it didn't help. So, somebody else was taking more of your time, yeah, him, yeah. It's definitely, we've got a lot more. Um, I can't feed myself, you need to feed me, yeah, I need you to carry me. We've certainly got a a lot more of that. Now, lots of those behaviors, I think, are typical traits of three year olds getting attention, but it's the level of distress that he gets himself into yeah. around that behavior. And that's the bit that he has to regulate is the, yeah. that part around not what he's asking for. What he's asking for is reasonable for his age, yeah. but it's his behavior around it. And I think mm. you almost need a good run of days to, to help him regulate, like saying things like, you know, going into the room and he starts crying as soon as you get in the room and, mm. and then just taking a gentle approach of, okay, well, you just stay here and when you calm down, I can come back to you and lots of reassurance in a really neutral tone. So not, mm. and it's really hard because you've got a lot on. And then yeah, the other, out the door. yeah, the other trick <laughs> is to get him dressed as soon as he gets up. So then yeah. you alleviate that fight. Even if he's kicking and screaming. No, if he's kicking and (laughs) screaming, I think you should, you know, say, okay, we're not doing that and just walk away from him. Like almost that has to be, anything that's physical has to be within the realms of of discipline because you can't Mm. get, you can't let him keep kicking and hitting you Mm. um, as a form of control. So if he hits and kicks, I would say, okay, that's it, and walk away for a few minutes and then try and come back and and calm him back down again. But I I think that it's probably that he doesn't wake up easily, like he's still half Mm. asleep when he wakes up, Mm. and and that takes half an hour, but the household hasn't got half an hour. And, And I think this would be typical of lots of families trying to get kids out the door. It's just that his reaction is extreme. So and we wake him up earlier. You could try waking like him up slowly have. earlier, like 15 minutes yeah. earlier, like yeah. just opening the okay. blinds and sitting on the yeah. bed for 15 minutes and see if that works. Yeah. And give okay. loads of positive reinforcement for all the positive things he does. Like, oh, you got dressed really well for mummy. Let's hold hands and go to the kitchen together. That sort of okay. much positive reinforcement okay. for tiny, tiny good behaviours. Yeah. And it should okay. start to turn it around. But I, I'd say he's going to be a cranky 16-year-old. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's all right because they sleep till midday. So you'll be fine. You'll be at work. Cranky. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh. And Katie, um, it is a, a, 
a lot that you're working through. So please yeah. feel yeah. free to call us back next this, week. This is probably right, going to be little you. steps, lots yeah. of little steps for you. Now you've given us some good starters, so I, I do appreciate that. Thank you, both. Oh, that's a pleasure. Good luck, Katie. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Kindling Conversation, and this is Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. Chris is also an author. She has a book called Bringing Baby Home, um, dealing with that first stage when you get home. But Chris has experience across the board with families and of toddlers and babies and small children. So if you have a question you'd like to ask Chris, you, you can pop it in the comments below, or you can give us a call on one eight hundred Kids Radio. Or text us on 0437-665-200. We have Laura on the phone. She has a four-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, so she's right in the thick of it. <laughs> Laura, hello. What's your question? Uh, hello. Um, I am wondering about the best kind of logistics to transition our baby into the toddler's room. Um, our two-and-a-half-year-old has always been a really bad sleeper, so I'm a bit <laughs> mindful of not disrupting her too much. Um, so I'm wondering what you How suggest. to get that to happen. So does your two-and-a-half-year-old now sleep well overnight? Uh, she still wakes once or twice a night. Okay. Um, but we're working on that, yeah. Okay. Actually, I rang a few months ago and you gave us some great advice that worked really well. So we've bedtimes a lot better. Okay. So then with your little four-and-a-half-month-old, four is she or he sleeping well at night? Um, she's been really good but just started to do that four month regression I've been told about yeah Yeah. so she's waking a lot but she's much easier to settle okay so probably the way to address this is one of the two of them needs to be sleeping much better at night so you normally would need a two and a half year old to sleep or the older child to be sleeping through Mm -hmm. and the younger child to be only waking once at night so yeah because if the four-year, if the four-month-old wakes up, say between one and three, it won't disturb yeah. the two-year-old's sleep pattern. Yeah. But if the four-month-old wakes in the four thirty to five thirty window, it will disturb yeah. the two and a half-year-olds. So if we can get the yeah. two and a half-year-old to sleep a little bit better over a couple of weeks, then mm-hmm. I think grading them in together won't be a problem. And the okay. sooner you do it, the more they get used to it, the less behavioural problems you have in the long term. So the yep, longer okay. you wait, the yeah. more difficult the situation will be. So if yeah, you can sure. if you can if we can sort of sort that two and a half year old out a little bit more so she's sleeping a little bit more yeah. consistently, then I think just putting them together. The other trick is that you need to put your baby down first. And then give that baby about half an hour's sleep before you bring the toddler into the room. So something along like getting the baby down at seven and then doing the stories and the downtime with the toddler in another room so that you're just bringing them in, laying them down, giving them a kiss and walking away. And usually that, and it does work really well. So I think get the two-year-old a little bit better and you're away. Okay, thank you. And just Sorry, Laura, I was just going to say that um, we, we know that your kids just are wanting to get you off the phone. So just um, later this <laughs> afternoon, we will be putting this online if you, you know, want to concentrate and not be interrupted <laughs> yes. while Chris talks you. to you. But uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> I interrupted you. You had more for Chris? Oh, no, that's all, all right. The only other thing I was wondering about um, with the toddler, she is still in a cot. So we're wondering about whether to try and put her into a big kid's bed or if that's just too hard, too many sort of changes oh, at once. That'd probably be too many changes. I, do you need that cot for Flavor. a four and a half month old? 
Um, ideally, but we can borrow one, so it doesn't matter. Whatever well, even a porticot for the four and a yeah. half month old. It'll only be for yeah. a month or two. I think I would try and get the toddler to sleep well before you yeah. then transition to a bed. But I would put them in the room together before you transition mm-hmm. her into a bed so that everybody's okay. got their hands safely on their bed and not in somebody yeah. else's bed. Yeah, okay. That sounds like a plan. Thank you so much. Good luck, Laura. Bye. You're listening to Kindling Helpline on Kindling Conversation. Chris Minogue, the Mothercraft nurse extraordinaire, is with (laughs) us answering your question. We do have a question from Kelly who has a six-year-old. She says, my six-year-old girl is driving me crazy with clothes sensitivity. Can occupational therapy help her? Yes, is the answer. Um, uh, I don't do a lot with six-year-olds because they're a mind unto themselves. But the answer to your question is yes. When they have that clothes sensitivity, um, there's usually a lot of structure into how they teach them to get used to it. So an OT would definitely be able to help you out with that matter. Good luck with that, Kelly. Thanks for your question. We have a question from Sophie Curtis. She says, my 16-month-old is sleeping terribly now and has been for about a month. She wakes multiple times a night and is hysterical. The only way to calm her is to be with her. As soon as we leave, she's hysterical again. It happens many times a night, but almost certainly from 3.30, and then she doesn't really get back to sleep properly after that. She sleeps roughly around one and a half to two hours during the day. I used to be able to drop her in the cot at night and she would go straight to sleep and might wake maybe once. I would love some ideas. Sophie, okay. So what might be happening and what might have started this behaviour was night terrors because you describe her behaviour when she wakes as hysterical. So some children will wake and they're just crying and the crying intensifies and the parents go in and they try whatever it is. But when a parent says to me, my child wakes hysterically, I actually take them for face value and that it is quite hysterical. And the most likely thing that may trigger that off or may have triggered that off were night terrors. Now, it might be a behaviour now because it happens every night, but the way it started was a night terror. And they, those children are usually hysterical. And when you go in, they sort of fight you, would be the way that I would describe it. So they push you away, but they want you there. So they're very difficult to calm down and in the end they have to do it themselves or they get there themselves, I should say. But I wonder whether that's what starts it and this is now a behaviour that's stemmed from it. So I think all you can do is lots of reassurance and getting her to go back to sleep herself. And with a 16-month-old, it's not easy. They cry for a long time. (laughs) So I would do something along the lines of just going in and reassuring her and stepping away and giving her a space of time to try and sort it out herself and then going back and reassuring her. I think the problem here with 16-month-olds is you try everything. You try everything in 20 minutes, like pick up, put down, come to my bed, don't come to my bed, another feed, no feed, and, and it gets confusing. So pick a couple of nights, about three nights, and um, what I would do is let her cry for a short period, then go in, try and resettle her, lay her down, pat her, uh, words comfort, like, you know, it's time for sleep now, so that's a good cue sleep line. And and then put her down. If she fights you, just step away. Step. You can step back in the room or you can step out of the room. Give her another few minutes and go back in and repeat the sequence. It, the first night, you will probably do it for 20 minutes and you'll probably do it, feels like 100 times in 20 minutes. 
it's actually that over three nights, it starts to get better for you. So you're never going to know on the first night. You've got to go past the first night in order to do this. So give it a go. I suspect it's a behavior that started from what sounds like um, uh, night terrors. So... Oh, well, that's good that's luck, my Sophie. take on it. Yeah. Good luck. And uh, I will encourage people, um, of course, we're happy to get your comments on Facebook if that's how you're listening to us now. But I'd definitely encourage you to give us a call sometime as well. It's uh, 1-800-KIDS-RADIO. Every Monday at midday, Chris is here in the studio. And that way you can actually talk to Chris and, and guide her on what's happening. These comments are great as well, but that's also an option, yeah. Sophie, seeing how you go after those three nights, if you decide to try it before next Monday. Yeah. Um, this is a question from Claire. She has a five and a half month old. Do you have any tips on transitioning a baby to no wrapping? I usually do this slowly, <laughs> would be my way. So once the baby's really actively moving in their bed, they may be wrapped or they may be swaddled, or they're rolling over in their bed, it's time to unwrap them. So I personally, I take one arm out and sometimes I put a little snuggly or a lovey, you know, something small, might be a bit of material, it might be a small, you know, stuffed animal or those faces on a piece of material. And why I give them that is to slow their arm from flapping. And I give them a couple of days getting used to one arm out. They'll be more mobile, so they might roll to their side, they might roll over. At that point, what I tend to do is just comfort them where you find them. So if they're on their side, just pat their bottom if they need some resettling. Or if they're on their front, just pat their bottom. And then after a few days, I just take the second hand out and away we go. It does take a couple of days. So some people would prefer just to take their arms out, do the whole lot in one big go. And in three days time, things are much better. But generally speaking, I do one arm and then I do the other arm. Good luck, Claire. We also have Kate on the phone now. She has an 18-month-old that she would like some help with sleeping, settling. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hello, Kate. Can you hear us? Hello. Hi. Hi. See, look, you're so tired you're not sleeping. You fell asleep on the phone. (laughs) I completely understand that. Do you want to tell Chris what's happening, Kate? Yeah, sure. So I have an 18-month-old who's never slept through the night, and she wakes multiple times. Yeah. And I've basically resorted to feeding her to sleep and co-sleeping right. because it's the only way that any of us get any sleep. Okay. Um, yeah, so, and there's, there's, we've tried lots of different things um, and we're kind of at a bit of a loss now as to what to do. Yeah. So any advice you can give would be, would be great. Okay. So I can just see here in our notes that the paediatrician prescribed melatonin. Did it work? Um, no, not really. <laughs> it basically it, it helps her to go to sleep, but it doesn't keep her uh, asleep. It doesn't help with getting her back to sleep. She's not growing no. enough to get her back to sleep. No. So I kind of, we got prescribed that and I was really excited. I thought, finally, I'll have a night where we can all sleep. No. Um, and she actually woke up as many times as normal. Um, but it just, it helps me to get her back resettled but you know it's still not she's still waking she's still waking all those times and um is she still at the point where you need to feed her to get her back to sleep she is and i um i did a residential stay with some nurses and we tried um patting and shushing and we were doing that for kind of two to three hours at a time yeah and I did that for four nights, and then I got home, and I did another ten nights. Oh, <laughs> and, and it still didn't no work. Improvement. 
No, no, not even, you know, no improvement at all. In fact, oh, Katie, you get the <laughs> consistency know, award of so, the year. <laughs> I definitely deserve one. Um, <laughs> so it was just completely unsustainable and I yeah. got to a point where I was just exhausted and I was angry and... Yeah, wasn't getting anybody so, anywhere. Okay, no. so you get the award for consistency in trying to get a 16-month-old to go back to sleep. So Thank when you. I get babies that are this difficult where, you know, consistency has not worked. Um, we've put Dad in as the settler. Did Dad go in and settle at any time? Yeah, he's tried as well and nothing just carries. to work. She, yeah, she keeps carrying on. Does she yeah. go to sleep as soon as you breastfeed her? Pretty much. Sometimes, well, um, with the melatonin she does. But before that, I'd feed her and then I'd put her in the cart and I'd still be patting her bottom for quite a long time. Oh, okay, so it doesn't um, fix it. Not completely. It gets her to a state where she's very sleepy and it doesn't take that long usually to then get her to sleep. Okay. So if you've rocked her, patted her to death and fed her to, to sleep and yeah. it still hasn't worked, I this is completely off the behavioural scale. I go yeah. and see someone about a sleep study and find out what's waking her. Um, okay. Say like Chris Seaton from the sleep study at Children's Hospital, maybe yeah. someone like that, to actually study what's waking her because okay. you have the award. You did 14 <laughs> nights in a row yes. um, before everyone caved in. So to me, once, once a parent's done that and any version of control crime, whatever, you know, whichever version they've been told yeah. and it hasn't worked, maybe there's something organic waking this baby that needs to be looked at first. So the paediatrician gave the um, melatonin, but maybe mm. she needs a sleep study and maybe she needs to be assessed by somebody who looks at sleep behaviours in children because okay. they are very good at saying, actually, no, it is a behaviour. Just do the control right. crying and it'll work. Yeah. Or yeah. there's actually something underlying that's waking her so many times so they'll look at the root cause of what's waking her before Mm -hmm. they start then correcting the behavior but have have another think about what might be waking her um, in terms of something organic and if needed come back if it's all clear come back and then literally we'll have another go at it basically okay and what kind of things could it be uh most common would be sleep apnea a version of sleep apnea Okay. So that's what wakes her so frequently at night. Yeah. And then she's irritable and she can't go back to sleep because she's sleeping okay in the day. She does about an hour and a half during the day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you would think an 18-month-old, an hour and a half to two hours. So she's she's doing well that way. But have a look at um, the sleep clinic at the children's hospital. Have a talk to someone there and see what their slant might be on it because you've gone through every other step. Yes. Okay, I don't say that for everyone, but you you did the consistency, <laughs> so let's take another look at why it might be happening. Okay, brilliant. I'll, I'll definitely do that. Thank you. No problem. Good luck, Kate. Cheers. And uh, we are fast running out of time, but we still have some questions here that yeah, we'll get sure. to. Jane Nelson has a 10-month-old who uh, wakes twice for a breastfeed overnight, goes to sleep on the breast where my husband rocks her. How can I change this without crying it out oh uh 10 months well there'll be a little bit of crying i don't think you need to do control crying i think what the first thing you have to do and this is what i often do with 10 month olds is the first time she wakes she gets resettled so the first thing we're going to do is wean her off the breastfeeding so say the first time she wakes is 10 o'clock at night i get your husband to go in and um settle her 
And I would pick her up and rock her, but I'd start putting her down before she was asleep and put put your hands on her. So I look like I'm doing it, but I rock them till they're calm. This is one of the methods. I rock them till they're calm and sleepy, and you have to transition her into the cot with your hands still on her and keep rocking so that she gets used to actually falling asleep in the cot. Then you're going to be able to resettle her. So first time she wakes, she gets resettled. Second time she wakes, she gets a breastfeed. Do that for a few nights, see if it extends her sleep. And if that's the case, then um, you're half, you do half the amount of time on the breast and then you spend two or three nights rocking, putting her down, leave your hands on her and keep rocking. There is no foolproof way of getting a baby to sleep that doesn't cry because otherwise we'd all earn thousands. So there'll be some crying in it, but it's not the method where you've put it down and you've just left her to cry. Okay. Reassurance, put it down, put your hands on her, teach her to go to sleep in the bed and then take it from a step from there. Good luck, Jane. Um, This is our last question. Thank you, everyone, for putting your questions up or for calling in. This is from Alice. She says, my eight-month-old daughter often grabs at faces and hair. She has very strong hands and often sharp nails and unwittingly hurts other kids and us. Is she too young to teach gentle? No. So... You know she's going to pull hair and scratch as she comes up to her face. So as um, you pick her up, you just gently bring her hands to her body and you say, we're gentle. Um, And as she goes for the hair, try and um, interrupt the process before she gets to do it. So if she's going up to little babies, hover close by her. So as she goes out and sort of reaches out for them, that you can just bring her hand back and just say gentle. So it's not too young to, tr- to teach her this. It's going to take a little bit of time. Good luck, Alice. Thank you, Chris, for Pleasure. all of that advice. And thank you, everyone, for your questions. Chris will be back at midday next Monday, so you can uh, jump online and watch us on Facebook or give us a call, or you can email us at conversation at kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.